Happy Wednesday to you. Welcome to another episode of Roadmap to Heaven here on Covenant Network. I'm Adam Wright. It is Wednesday, January 18th at 7 a.m. So here we go. Let's begin our day together in prayer. We pray in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world, in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. We dedicate all of our thoughts, words, and actions to the greater glory of God in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. It's no secret to those who know me that uh, there are several prayers I pray every day that when it's just me praying them, I'm in the car or I'm in the office here uh, at home, I have no problem recalling them from memory. And then when you put me on the spot in front of people or on the show here, I always need that safety of having the prayer printed out before me. And today as I was reading our morning offering, I almost uh, prayed that I was offering my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings in preparation for my sins instead of in reparation for my sins. And, you know, I, I was thinking about that just briefly as that happened. And I, I was thinking, you know, do we ever pray in preparation for the fact that we're sinners? And I thought, well, you know, we do, because when we pray the Our Father, we're praying, you know, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And there are a couple other prayers we pray where we're praying, you know, Lord, when we get to the point that we might be tempted, please give us the grace to resist that temptation. Uh, but knowing that we can't do it ourselves, we have to have our Lord's grace. And for me, that's going to mean a healthy visit to the confessional on a regular basis. Today on the show, we're going to be hearing about Mary, the seat of wisdom. We're also going to be talking about praying for the souls in purgatory. And then later on, we're going to talk about this uh, opportunity we have. You know, we are just one month and four days away Say either four or uh, four or five. Yeah, one month and four days away. February 22nd is Ash Wednesday from the beginning of Lent. And how are we getting ready for that now? What do you mean getting ready for that now, Adam? Well, stay tuned. We're going to talk about that later with Father John Schneier. In the meantime, it is raining outside where I am. I'm not sure what it's doing where you are, but let's go to Mike Roberts for today's weather. Today is the feast day of St. Parissa, who was a martyr. Born in Rome during the first century, Parissa was from a noble family. In her early teens, she was drawn to Christianity, and she converted. But not long after, she was arrested for being a Christian and taken before the emperor, Claudius. Claudius demanded Parissa make a sacrifice to the Roman god Apollo, but she refused. And as a result, she was beaten and sent to prison. She was flogged, beaten some more, and then had boiling fat poured on her, but still she refused to deny Jesus. Parissa was then taken to an amphitheater and thrown to a lion, but the lion not only refused to attack, but he laid down next to her. Still, she was returned for more torture to prison, on the rack with hooks, but after all of that, she still refused to recant. Finally, at the age of 13, Parissa was beheaded. She was buried by her fellow Christians at a church which is still in existence and named after her. St. Parissa, please pray for us. I'm meteorologist Mike Roberts for Covenant Network. Have a blessed day. 
Saint of the Day can arrive each morning by subscribing on your favorite podcast player. Search Covenant Network to see all our podcasts. Here's our catechist question for you this morning. It relates to uh, the Blessed Mother, as we were talking about earlier in the show, the many wonderful titles she has, including Seat of Wisdom. In the Litany of the Blessed Mother, often referred to as the Litany of Loretto, how many titles are there of the Blessed Mother? How many titles? The answer is 54, beginning with Holy Mary and ending with Queen of Peace. Seat of Wisdom is number 25 in the list, and there are some really great ones in there. Singular Vessel of Devotion, Vessel of Honor, Spiritual Vessel um, are among my favorites because those are the ones that help me think of Mary as the, the first chalice, if you will, carrying the blood of our Lord and the body of our Lord, quite literally, Um, In fact, someone said once, and I love this image, that if you think of the visitation, when we pray the joyful mysteries, we think of the visitation, Mary journeying to see Elizabeth, and that when she greets Elizabeth, John the Baptist jumps for joy, leaps for joy in the womb of Elizabeth. We could think of that in many ways as the first Eucharistic procession, uh, you know, metaphorically. It's, it's, It's a beautiful image for us to meditate upon. Maybe one you can keep in mind the next time you pray your rosary. Um, if you don't know the Litany of Loretto, I go look it up. It, it's available. If you if you just do a quick online search Litany of Loretto, EWTN, they've got a wonderful version of it, real easy to read right there on your smartphone, your tablet, your web browser, wherever it may be. It doesn't take too terribly long to pray. It's a great one to tack on right after your daily rosary or at another point in time throughout the day. Maybe you're looking for more time for your family to pray together. You could pray this litany together at some point during the day. So something to try, something to add to your discipline if you're not praying it already. We're going to take another break here on Roadmap to Heaven. When we come back, we'll be talking with Father John Schneier about how we can get ready for Lent. Don't go anywhere. The Memorari to St. Joseph for the Sanctification of Families. Remember, O most chaste spouse of the Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who implored thy help and sought thy intercession was left unaided. Full of confidence in thy power, I fly unto thee and beg thy protection of families. Despise not, O guardian of the Redeemer, my humble prayer, but in thy bounty hear and answer me. Amen. Well, if you're like me, you've been looking at the uh, online articles saying, when is baseball coming back here? And we're not here to talk about baseball today, but I was reading something recently that uh, Cardinals third baseman Nolan Arenado was training already at home so that when he shows up for spring training, he'll be ready to go. So today we're happy to be joined by official, unofficial Roadmap to Heaven sports correspondent, Father John Schneier. Uh, Father, it's so good Thank to be with much, you Adam. today. Yeah, great to be with you, too. That's a, that's a very bold title you're, you're giving out there. I give uh, them out like candy here on the show. It's morning <laughs> drive time radio. We're here to have fun. Now, Thank Father, we're, we're not going to talk about warming up for baseball because uh, last I checked, the St. Louis Cardinals have not called me up for uh, active duty on the roster there. But Lent is coming up, and sure. it's one of those things that, much like any sport, 
we don't want to just show up unprepared. I mean, I think uh, you and I are both golfers. If sure. I went out to play around a round of golf with you and the first swing of a golf club I had was in the tee box uh, on the first hole, I'm probably not going to play right. that well Especially, that Especially, you know, ha- having not played in like a month or so like I have. It's, uh, yeah, it, w- it would be very interesting. I would, uh, but, but no, that's a great point. And, you know, right now it, it's a really weird time, I think, spiritually for us because we just finished up the Christmas season and then we've got this really weird month and a half, give or take, uh, depending on the year, about a month and a half or so before Lent. And um, it, it's really odd. It, it's For priests, at least, I know it's really tempting for us to sort of get into a bit of, a, okay, we can relax now for a month and a half. I know it's a, it's a time when a lot of priests will go on retreat or go get a little bit of like warm weather vacation, just sort of in this in-between, but we can't overlook it, I don't think. Um, at least in the, in the old uh, pre-Vatican II calendar, there was... Septuagesima Sunday, uh, which was 70 days out from Easter. And it was sort of like a an introduction to like a pre-Lent Lent, so to speak. Uh, and I believe that was also when they would bury the Alleluia as well. I could be totally wrong on that. Any of you uh, folks who attend the Extraordinary Forum, you can correct me at your leisure. Um, but it, it was this time of, okay, let, let's kind of gradually enter in. And as human beings, we, we do better when we gradually enter into something with maybe a little forward momentum as opposed to something that's really, really abrupt. Uh, and it's hard for us to adjust spiritually. So I think, yeah, right now is a great time for us to not so much rest on the laurels, but think of, okay, yeah, we're in ordinary time, but what can I do to sort of look ahead a little bit while still remaining in the moment? It's, it's kind of a weird paradox, but it, it, it really is true. Well, I mean, if you think about it, pitchers and catchers report, then the rest of the squad reports, and they do a little bit of training before they even go play a, an exhibition game right. in spring training. Now, next week, we're going to be talking with uh, Dr. Ray Garendi about you know prepping for our fasting. And I, the question I'm, I'm just dying to ask him, if I'm going to give up ice cream for Lent, is it prudent for me to go to Baskin-Robbins every day between <laughs> now and uh, Ash Wednesday? And I love Something ice tells cream, me that's you know? probably not a good idea. 31 days, 31 flavors, challenge accepted, I don't know. Yeah. But when we talk about our, our prayer, you yeah. know, Lent is a time of increased prayer. This is a good time to get those rhythms going. They say it takes about 30 days to pick up a habit. So how can we make use of this time right now? What are some prayers that maybe we could be looking at or just some daily, not necessarily even the prayers, but just those disciplines of taking the time for sitting sure. with Scripture or in the chapel or, or whatnot? Yeah, I think I would say two things. First of all, the daily readings uh, or the readings on Sunday. We we've started Matthew's Gospel, and uh, I think it's it's I'm, I'm bad. I've been looking ahead the next couple weeks, so I don't know if it's this coming week or the week after. But it's it's the Beatitudes. It's the beginning of the Sermon on the Mount with uh, with St. Matthew's Gospel, and um, it begins sort of Jesus's public ministry. And we can't forget that Jesus was doing a lot, a lot of great spiritual practices during that time, and just. Walking with Jesus as he begins his public ministry is a a great way for us to truly understand the person of Jesus, Um, or even read a good spiritual book like uh, one of Pope Benedict's Jesus of Nazareth books. Uh, Those are excellent, excellent books. And the other, um, as far as prayer thing goes, the prayer that I've been praying a lot recently, and I I give credit to my sister Julie, who gave me a wonderful prayer card with us for Christmas. I don't know, and she, she says it's not cryptic, and I believe her, but it's the Litany of Humility. And I don't know if any of our listeners have heard of this wonderful prayer. It's a beautiful, beautiful prayer um, to ask our God for humility. And it's a prayer that kicks me in the rear end each and every time I pray it. Uh, it, it, is, it is a hardcore prayer, but it, it's very convicting, though. Uh, and, it, and it really sort of—it's it's half examination of conscience, uh, half exhortation to God. And it, it's one of my absolute favorites uh, to pray and, and really just to begin the day and, and, yeah, just ask where God's been. 
Now, some might be saying, you know what, this Lent, in addition to giving up, I'm going to do something extra. I'm going to go make that holy hour, perhaps once a week, or if they're making once a week, every day. And I remember back to when I first said, all right, I'm going to make a holy hour. The first 10 minutes in that Adoration Chapel were the most uncomfortable 10 minutes of my life because I had never prepped myself to sit in silence for an hour. So again, going back to this training, what are some things maybe I could be doing at home? Say I want to pick up a a holy hour this Lent. I think it it starts of all with being comfortable with silence. Uh, That's where God speaks. And especially in most of the time when we're in adoration, it's a pretty quiet time. So um, just to maybe take 10 or 15 minutes or so, put the phone in a drawer. Um, not, not so much put it down, but just put it in a drawer, throw away the key for a little bit, maybe not like fully. Um, but just get comfortable with silence. Uh, and maybe just start with the decade of the rosary, uh, something we can pray there, or doing a little bit of Lexio Divina, even, with the daily readings. Take a, you know, a minute or two and read the, the gospel or the first reading, and then just meditate on it in a few minutes of silence and see where the Lord is moving you, where the Holy Spirit is drawing you in those words. Um, that's a great way to pray with silence, but also uh, to, to, to just pray with where the Holy Spirit is moving through Scripture. Uh, Lexio Divina is a beautiful, beautiful way to pray. I love how in spring training you see some of the, the great stars of baseball come back to all of the teams, you know, and they impart that wisdom and that knowledge. Yeah. And perhaps this Lent as well, we could sit with some of the uh, spiritual masters, exactly. and the all-stars of our Catholic yeah. faith, yeah. if we, you will. We've talked, about, we've talked about the Catholic all-stars, sure. Um, but yeah, they, they offer us so much wisdom, and... Uh, Yeah, like you said, in baseball, they bring back all the legends, so to speak, not so much for photo ops and, you know, to fulfill any personal services contracts that some certain stars might have. But it's really more so that the younger guys can learn. And we are much like, you know, rookie, more like rookies or toddlers, as I tell people, than, than we care to ever admit, because we need the help. We need the grace. We need to learn more each and every day. And um, the saints are just tremendous resources for us. Um, Office of Readings from the Liturgy of the Hours is a wonderful way. Even just even just to pray that second reading from Office of Readings is just a beautiful way to begin the day with a wisdom from the saints. Yeah, I love it. And, you know, that's one of those things that when we think of going back to the Holy Hour, I, I forget which all-star shared this with me, but the, the acronym ACTS, Adoration, Confession, Thanksgiving, Supplication, you Divide Your Holy Hour. I think that was Father Wade Menezes that shared that with me. Yeah. Uh, divide Your Holy Hour into 15 minutes of each of those. And uh, to steal a page from your mom's book, uh, have a journal with you at yeah. all times. Times, especially as you're writing down that contrition, maybe not the contrition so much, but the thanksgiving. Lord, these are all the things I'm grateful for, and these are all my prayer intentions, and it's a good way to build that up. And oh, by the way, for adoration, you could pray the Liturgy of the Hours in in the chapel right there. Well, Father, this has been great. I feel like we've got the training routine uh, kicking off here as we get ready for Lent just a month away. Also, uh, in that same time frame, Pitchers and Catchers report February 15th. February 15th. All right, more on that in a second. Could I ask you to, to close our time of Lenten, pre-Lenten preparation and prayer? Absolutely. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, you call us to live for the present moment. We know that the past might bring us shame and the future might bring us anxiety, but Lord, you are here in the present moment. We pray that during this time as we prepare for the season of Lent that we might be present to, to you and you might be present to us. We ask for your grace as we enter into these changing times and seasons uh, that your Holy Spirit might continue to be our guide uh, and that we might, with discerning hearts, follow after your most holy will. Through Christ our Lord, amen. Amen. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, Father John Schneier, I can't thank you enough for being with us today. Before we let you go, you know, the spring training is coming up. So who who are the teams to watch in the NL Central this year? Uh, NL Central, uh, it's probably... 
Cardinals and Brewers, most likely. Pittsburgh is still not going to be great. Cincinnati is still not going to be great. The Cubs, maybe. I think I think they're going to be third place, might challenge for second. It's going to be a two-horse race, I think, though, for, for the division lead between the Cardinals and the Brewers. All right. Any teams across the league to really keep an eye on this across year? Across the league? Well, a uh, couple teams that made some waves. Uh, the Mets pitching is going to be insane. Uh, the Padres now have a shortstop to complement uh, their hitting core. Um, and the Dodgers are always the Dodgers. So, All right. uh, yeah, a lot, well, lot, uh, lot of big spending teams out there. Well, there you have it, Father John Schneier's predictions for baseball in 2023. You're listening to Roadmap to Heaven. We will be back after this break. Prayer in a Time of Waiting All-powerful and ever-living God, guard our churches, our homes, our schools, our hospitals, our factories, and all the places where we gather. Deliver us from harm and peril. Protect our land and the peoples from enemies within and without. Grant an early peace with victory founded upon justice. Instill in the hearts and minds of men and women everywhere a firm purpose to live forever in peace and goodwill toward all. This we ask through Christ our Lord. Amen. I know many of you have joined us in praying for our priests this week, as Patty Schneier has offered us more ways to do so on the Daily Dose of Encouragement. And here on this Wednesday, we talk about another way to pray for our priests. Well, I mentioned the 24-hour prayer card that I have just on my kitchen sink. Um, I've talked about some different apostolates that are beautiful in committing to praying for priests. The Apostolate of Spiritual Motherhood for the Sanctification of Priests, which is here in the Archdiocese as well as the Ave Maria Center of Peace, which puts out a beautiful rosary for priests. There's another um, apostolate that I would like to give a shout out for, and that is, it's called the Seven Sisters Apostolate. If you've never heard of this, it is a call for women, and again, it doesn't really have to be women, but it is particularly geared for women. It's a call for women to strengthen the church by ensuring that a holy hour is prayed each day of the week for the sole intention of our parish priests. So this is where seven women get together. You can have seven of your friends in your parish and each one of you, if you have a holy hour, someone is Monday, someone is Tuesday, Wednesday, you get the idea that you let your pastor know, you let your parish priest know that every day someone in the parish is going to be offering a holy hour for them. Again, all it takes is seven people. So if your day is Wednesday, every day you know I'm going to do my holy hour and I'm going to have a special intention for our pastor and your friend is going to take care of the other days of the week. It's a beautiful, beautiful way for you to be together in community, praying for your pastor. They have a website. It's called www.sevensistersapostolate.org. Again, www.sevensistersapostolate.org. If you already do this and you know seven people in your parish, there's nothing wrong with getting another seven, doing it for your associate pastor or a retired priest. So it doesn't have to just be for your pastor. Or if you don't have this going on in your parish, get it started. And again, my final note, there's nothing wrong with seven men doing this and calling it the seven brothers apostolate as well. Men who are praying for their priests. I'm confident that in every parish, there are seven men and seven women who will pray for the pastor. Will you be one of them today? Patty, thank you for this encouragement.
It's the victory in little things that helps set us up for the victory in big things. You know, last night I was having one of those nights that I really wanted to reach for another little baked, delightful treat there and had to say no to it. And as I was reaching for it and thinking to myself, I really ought to say no to this. I was thinking about the fact that Lent is coming up, what we were just talking about with Father Schneier. And I thought, well, what could it hurt to have another little bite of brownie here? Well, it probably wouldn't hurt much of anything, but wouldn't it be great to just start practicing saying no, just saying no right now, walking away? You know, detachment is one of those things that I have loved being able to cultivate in my life. It's been very difficult to do, and some days are easier than others, and some days are more difficult than others. But I am always grateful for those days where I am able to really practice detachment, not only from things, but maybe from my presuppositions of this is how today has to be, this is how this has to go. It's when I hold on to things, and then things don't go according to my plan, that I become grumpy and curmudgeonly and not very pleasant to be around. And so perhaps if those small things today can help you and I prepare to say no to uh, bigger things, to make those sacrifices in bigger areas of our lives, well, then let's take every opportunity for that. So maybe, maybe, just maybe, if you're at the coffee shop, size down from the the venti to the grande. Maybe if you're at the gas station and you see that little bag of candy or that candy bar calling out to you saying, oh, just add me on to your lunch today. Maybe just say no to that. Perhaps it could be as simple as when you go to reach for that glass of water, not putting the ice in the glass and enjoying some tap water that's just lukewarm. You know, we're getting ready to do an intense period of fasting as we go into the season of Lent. But there is nothing wrong with doing some fasting now. In fact, fasting united with prayer are such a powerful combination. So what can you do this week? Can you, you know, even with the daily dose of encouragement, can you do a day of fasting for our priests this week? Something to think about. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Mary, seat of wisdom, pray for us. St. Joseph, terror of demons, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, what's ahead tomorrow? Uh, We might be talking about the Holy Face devotion here on the show tomorrow, but to find out, you're going to have to tune in. Until next time, for Covenant Network, I'm Adam Wright. You've been listening to Roadmap to Heaven. Pray your rosary today.